Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit. Bullshit is rampant. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Welcome back to Bullshit Filter, the news, episode 20, uh, this day of our Trump, 618. Wow. Um, How's it going for you in the land of uh, Trump? Well, I mean, he was able to bring the world together for a brief, shining moment when they were laughing at him. But other than that, not good. So I'm sure everyone has heard this. Uh, by the way, uh, my name is Cameron Riley. With me mm-hmm. is Ray Harris. Uh, this is a new show. If you're listening to this for the first time, we pick a handful of stories uh, from the last week that we found a uh, bit, bit smelly. We think there might yep. be some bullshit involved <clears throat> or just interesting. And, and we just talk about them. Yep. Nothing special. Um, no, you know, we, we just talk about news. Maybe, yep. maybe uh, give you a different perspective on some of the stories. That's the uh, maybe, maybe just catch you up. Catch up a little bit. Have a bit of fun with it. It's not going to be too serious. Uh, So welcome. If this is your first time. Uh, If this is your first time at Fight Club, you have to fight. Uh, And don't talk about it. Well, no, you can talk about it. Tell everyone. Now, as you probably heard, Trump gave his second speech to the United Nations General Assembly. Right. Uh, How did it go, Ray? Not as planned he looked at him with a stern presidential look and he said in less than two years my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country and then there were some titters and tatters and chuckles like that not like not not miss universe titters (laughs) kind of titters that trump's used to Right. Having shoved in his face. And I think he genuinely was surprised by their reaction. And we'll get into this later. But can any president really make this claim? Certainly not this guy. But, I mean, it's it's just so out there. How would you possibly back that up? But, but again, this is typical Trump. And see, what, what gets it for me is that he actually had something very serious to talk about. He had a specific agenda that he wanted to focus on, that he wanted to ram home, that he wanted to bring some of these people on board. But because he started out with this ridiculous claim, his true agenda gets lost. And um, now, uh, before I ask you to give any analysis of this, I have to apologize to you, Ray. Yeah. Um, uh, again, this is my second apology to you this morning. I just apologize to you on our Caesar show. Twice. This is twice now I've had to apologize. Um, after our new show last week, uh, several people contacted me and said that I was way, way too mean mm-hmm. to you uh, in right. that show and that it was very difficult to listen to. Uh, and I said, well, we don't what do you mean? What did people. I do that was mean? And they said, yeah. well, you... You asked Ray to think live on air, and yeah, come it's on, in my man. contract. Like, you know, you can't do Ray. that. Ray, Ray can't think. Well, uh, it was very upsetting. People listening, people listening were curled up in a fetal position, listening to you <laughs> for, try to for, think. Um, they were like, "No, I please think, don't." 
Don't make me again. listen to Ray struggle to be coherent. Oh, I was right. just Shit. what I I was just trying to say, and I admit that I said it rather badly. Was that we're just out there discovering things, and there's still so much we don't know. And I just found the whole thing excited, but I put it badly, and I apologize to everyone for that. No, I don't think that's what they were referring to. Mm. I think it was just everything else that you tried to say. Oh, well, anyway, well, well, I'm apologizing. Don't make me <laughs> don't make me have to apologize you again. While okay. I'm apologizing. Right. Let, let me just get the apology out, then I'll get back to demeaning. Well, for a trifactor. Um right. so um do you have a take on the laughing incident uh, that you want to share with us or should I just jump into the into the thing and and what I do. I, I just think it was just a reaction to the boldness um, of his claim and people were considering the source. That's that's as far as I took it. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that oh, he got de- laughed at? No, definitely. Is it a positive? Is it a negative? It's a positive. It's a positive because we, we've had, I mean, you and I have joked about we're in a post-shame world. We're in a post truth world and even though trump didn't cause that he is certainly um one of the uh, examples of that and people like that do need to be slapped down they need to be embarrassed um i i think it was a good thing i posted a thing on um facebook afterwards i did a little graphic um laughing about the fact that uh Rather than getting angry or outraged, these people found Trump's weakness and, and it was laughing at him and that it would make him feel shame and humiliation and he would crawl nope. back under the rock from when she came. And a number of people um, objected to that, um, including my wife and others. They said, look, Trump doesn't feel shame. Right. He might feel humiliation, not shame. And I said, well, aren't they the same thing? And people explained to me that they're no. not the same thing. I'd never really thought about it before. So the way that it was explained to me... Mm-hmm is that shame is when you do something bad and you know you did something bad and you feel bad about the fact that you did something bad. Right. Humiliation is when you don't think you did something bad, but other people are trying to make you feel bad about what you did, um, even though you don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. It's put upon you. Like shame is an internal right. thing. Humiliation is an external thing. And they're saying Ah. Trump doesn't feel shame because he's a psychopath, but he does experience humiliation. Now, that may be the case. But the more that I've thought about it, here's what I think happened. Now, number one, Trump is probably the most staged, managed president in history. Yeah, it's got to be. I think in the... Uh, nearly, what is it, nearly two years since the uh, election. Um, so, you know, let's say one point, whatever years, 10 sure. years since he became president, since he was sworn in. I think he has given four press conferences. And one of those was in this last week to defend uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, now, he he doesn't just get up in front of uh, the media much and go at it. It's right. very stage managed. Certain people are allowed in the room. They're allowed to ask certain questions. Um, he's normally put in front of friendly yeah. audiences like a Fox News or something like that. Right. Um, 
because uh, he's not very good at speaking off the cuff. Mm-hmm. He, he tends to lie. He tends to say stupid shit. And so he's when, he's, when he gives speeches like this, when he says stuff like, we've achieved more than anyone else in history, including Alexander the Great <laughs> and Julius Caesar, um, he's normally saying it in front of, friendly audiences at a, at a campaign right. rally or in front of friendly media. And that's their cue to cheer. And they don't yeah. argue. Yeah. Yes, they don't argue with him. So for some reason, whoever wrote his speech, and he was reading a speech here, he was very dryly reading cue cards, right. autoprops, teleprompters. Um, they thought that he could say that kind of stuff in the UN and no one would bat an eyelid. Now, of course, what happened is initially when he said it, people started snickering. It wasn't a, an uproarous guffaw. It was a just like, you know, people right. were just snorting yeah. and snickering to themselves. Then a fascinating thing happened. And this is mostly what I want to talk about. He stopped. He grinned. And he said... Something like, I didn't expect that reaction. Right. And then they laughed hard. Yeah. (laughs) You idiot. Now, here's what's interesting to Mm -hmm. me, is that he stopped and did that. Now, to me, this is where he dropped the I'm a serious president persona. Arrogant, blowhard. Um, the um, your fired apprentice persona mm-hmm. that he campaigned on and uses on a day to day basis, and he just stopped and 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 he became human for a minute. He was like, "Oh shit, I didn't expect <laughs> you to laugh. No one laughs when I say that. I get away with it all the time." And and the the second laugh, they were actually laughing with him. Now he afterwards, when people asked him about uh, the laughter, he said they were laughing with me not at me. Right. And I think that is true of the second laugh. The first laugh, they were laughing at him. The second laugh, they were laughing with him. But because he he seemed to acknowledge that what he said was bullshit and that he knows it's bullshit, he he broke the fourth wall of his blowhard (laughs) persona. Right. And they were cert- they were suddenly, for a moment, all in on the joke together. Right. And I it's think that took everyone in the room by surprise. Yeah. Because it- it's a bit like yeah. an actor on stage, doing Shakespeare, saying "to be or not to be," that is the question, and the audience giggling. And the actor stopping and going, really? You, you, you're laughing at that? Okay. It it's normally doesn't get a laugh, but all right. And, yeah. you know, so, oh, you're not playing along kind of thing? Oh. And then he goes back to it. Right. Now, I might be wrong, but I think this is a really important insight into the Trump president persona. Hmm. Well, my my thing was that he's like, I wasn't expecting that. That's okay. That's okay. 
and and to me that's typical Trump. He's like, look, I'm the president. You're not. I I can get away with this. There's nothing bad that's going to happen to me. It's okay that you left. I either don't care or there will be no consequences. Maybe I'm reading too much into that second part of what he said. And we said that's okay. But uh, I think I think you're right. He he dropped the mask for a second, and it's all just a game. And then, like you said, the mask came back up, and he continues with the speech like nothing happened. But I'm not sure if it's important, if it's a turning point, if it's healthy, if it's dangerous. I think it's too gone. Is he ways. so delusional yeah. that he can? Yeah, you don't think? Uh, I don't. I don't tactic. think anything good. Um, I don't think anything good will come of it. I don't think anything about him will change. It was just a moment, and he was able to joke along with them, and he went back with uh, giving his shtick. So I, I don't think anything will change from it. That's my. He, he's seventy something years old, or whatever. He, he is who he is. There's there's no changing for him at this point because he doesn't want to change. It's not that old, is he? He's like seventy-one or something. Well, okay, well, he's in his seventies. He is who he is. Okay. Yeah. Well, seventy-two. He is as of June. Um. Well, but okay. So he's not going to change. But is this a new ah. tactic that Americans can take with him? Like he anger and outrage he thrives upon he loves it right um it's a bit like me getting negative reviews on itunes about our shows like i just think they're the funniest <laughs> thing ever he I does mean, I, I think these people are idiots you really do yeah right yeah yeah i do and i think uh i i, I mean if if it was a, a legitimate criticism okay i i would take it on board but they're not they're just like like ridiculous it's like it's like a two-year-old you read uh, books criticizing me for being so so for being tall i'm like (laughs) what shut up you're two what the fuck do you like what that doesn't even make any sense right um uh uh but and it's hard for for even his critics in the u.s to laugh at him in person like that scenario because he stage managed too well for that to ever happen except that guy that that guy that stood behind him at that yeah, rally a couple sure of guy. weeks ago yeah. and was pulling 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 faces yes yeah. yes and he was removed um or mm-hmm. you know if, if the whole country in the media just started laughing at him for being an idiot and and stopped getting outraged I mean, your late night hosts and whatever have been laughing at him since uh, the beginning of his his primary campaign, but people tend to get outraged um, over the stuff that he does. I don't know. Or it could be that if you did just laugh at him, he'd um, we'd end up with this. <laughs> Gee, I wish I was big just one. <laughs> Funny how? Just, what? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. 
You mean so? Let me understand this, because I don't you know. Maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell a story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> you motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. Stuttering, yeah, stuttering prickhead. Frankie, was he shaking? <laughs> Oh my god, that scared the uh, shit out so of me. So maybe Trump. <laughs> now, if Trump did that, maybe I would Trump is continue Joe laughing. Pesci. But that was scary. Not Trump. Trump's not scary. Well, it's a big moment. And of course, it's ironic because for years, Trump has been saying, the world is laughing at us. The world is laughing at us. When I'm president, they won't laugh at us anymore. <laughs> and for the first time, the world literally Openly. did laugh at right. him. At Karma. Him as the president. So that was. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. All right. What's next? Um, let's see here. This this um this kind of next two stories where there's two stories that are kind of combined that I enjoyed uh, reading a lot and it actually gave me hope. So I guess the Prime Minister of New Zealand rejected joining Trump's um call for a dr- for a war on drugs. So he's been trying to get people to sign up to the global call to action on the world drug problem. Uh, he wants to uh, be able, to, I guess, again, and, I, and maybe you can you know this better than I do, but it just to me it sounds like Nixon and Reagan all over again. They're trying to do a worldwide um, com- coming at drugs, and and this one lady, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, who has stood up, Arden Ardern is her last name. She is standing up to him and said, "No, we're not going to be joining you. We are going to." focus on it as a health issue. We're going to use facts. We're going to use statistics. We're going to use real research. And we're not just going to sign up to the latest of a very long list of war on drugs. Did you say statistics? Statistics. I think you said statistics. I don't think I did. And I won't admit it if I did. So it doesn't really matter. You didn't. You said Well, I will edit it out and statistic back it in. So don't worry about it. (laughs) statistic this motherfucker um yeah jacinda ardern is um my favorite politician on the planet right now um she gets my vote for leader the actual leader of the free world um and and just the leader of the world uh free or not free um she's awesome uh ex-mormon which makes her even cooler Nothing, nothing funnier than the idea of a of a New Zealand Mormon. Um, <laughs> Except fuck this. She, she's out, and she's she's just cool and funny and smart and um, has ethics and integrity. She got up at her fucking windblower out my window. She got up and said, uh, "New Zealand, we're all about kindness." In her ah. first speech in the UN, uh, in the UN, we you know if we could sum up New Zealand, we just want to be That's nice. True. Now, it hasn't always been the way in New Zealand. We'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, so Trump is uh, trying to get people behind uh, the uh, global call to action on the world drug problem, something that the U.S. has uh, created. Um, He referenced a U.N. report 
the 2018 version of the World Drug Report. Now, I want to point out that this report has been criticised in the past mm. over its accuracy. No. But uh, nevertheless, he said, uh, as the 2018 World Drug Report highlights, cocaine and opium production have hit record highs, mm-hmm. incredibly, and global deaths caused by drug use have increased by 60% from the year 2000 to 2015. So in 15 years, it's gone up 60%, which is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Why are you making puppy dog, I need to go outside and well, pee noises? For, for it, Do you need to go no, and pee? No. Do I need to let you out, boy? <laughs> Fuck you. For anybody who's, who's uh, who knows anything about the opiate, uh, opiate problem in America, especially in West Virginia... Um, it's not about smuggling. It's not about um, being produced illegally. It's about doctors who have been prescribing this for years, and now these people are addicted, and or it's been about the company that makes it, about not being honest with doctors and other people and Congress about how addictive it is. So it, so for me, for them to talk about this problem, especially in regards to opioids, um, we've got a problem um, of, of a making that had nothing to do with per se, illegal activities. It was the drug makers. It was the doctors prescribing it. So I, 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 I can't see getting on board of this, spending a whole bunch of money and just going after the people who are suffering as opposed to trying to help them, which has been going on in this fucking country for decades. Yeah, so I drilled down a little bit into this report. Um, mm-hmm. I downloaded the executive summary and had a read of it last night. Now, a um, couple of interesting things here. So he talks about how opium production has hit record mm-hmm. highs. Um, opium comes from what plant, right? Is that the poppy? I'm getting all these drugs confused. All these drugs. You got pot and you got... Yes, the poppy. Okay, poppy, yeah. Yeah, which... Well, does does pot come from poppies? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm being mean again. No, yes, I, I can't remember. All, yes, I, all I know is... This. All we've I done many episodes of this, yes. <laughs> the Elaine Bennis episode where she had poppy seeds on her muffins and she kept testing positive for... Anyway, I just thought that was funny. But no, I was just I had a, I had a mental blank about where they came from. Yeah, just think of opium as poppium because right. it comes from poppies. Gotcha. Poppium, poppy, poppium. Right. And where 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 are poppies grown, Ray? Um, where are I don't know. Is that is that Afghanistan? Is somewhere in the Middle East? I can't remember. weren't mm-hmm. weren't they like the yeah biggest? more than seventy five percent? Wow. More than 75% of the world's uh, poppy plantations are in Afghanistan. Who, Which country invaded Afghanistan and basically took it over 17 years ago, Ray? Um, that would be the fucking United States of America. Woo! Too much? So, opium production has hit record highs right. in the years since the United States... Uh, Invaded and basically installed a puppet government, what are you, a series of puppet governments what are you saying? in Afghanistan. What are you saying, my friend? Well, I'm saying that uh, if poppy production has hit an all-time high, then it's right. got to do. It's the U.S.'s either fault or plan, one of the two. Right. Um, 
you know, under under the Taliban, pop reproduction was curbed in Afghanistan mm. because they uh, believed it was anathema. I mean, Al Qaeda and uh, and and I think ISIS have allowed uh, some drug dealing going on to make money. Right. I believe under the Taliban, they cracked down on, on poppy production. Um, but uh, the US came in and poppy growing has hit record highs in Afghanistan ever since. Now, a couple of conclusions from that. We can say, well, the US doesn't know about it. Or the U.S. knows about it and can't stop it. Or the U.S. knows about it, could stop it if they wanted to, but they've chosen not to. Right. I think they're the only real three options there. Maybe there's a fourth one. Can you think of a fourth option? No, I think you pretty much summed it up. Did the report say anything about the increase being under the American chosen government, or do they kind of leave that out? No, they okay. leave that out. They just say it's in Afghanistan. A <laughs> little bit of talk about how the Afghani farmers, their their lives were destroyed and they needed to make money as quickly as possible. And one way to make a lot yeah. of money quickly is to get in the drug business, apparently. It's the quickest way to make money. Gotcha. So anyway, that is an interesting data point that President Trump neglected to mention. Um, also, yeah, talking about the opioid death. So according to this report... 450,000 people around the world died in 2015 as a result of drug use. Now, of those, 167,750, or so about uh, less less than a quarter, I don't know what that is, 10%, 1% would be 445,000, Forty, but four, fours, or six. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say something. I don't know. Um, fuck. Okay, I'll do it. Shut <laughs> up. I will work I, out. I what wasn't pressuring that you. Is uh, times a hundred? Oh, two hundred and sixty-nine percent. That's not right. No, I did it. I did it. I'm with Barbie. Way. Math is hard. Seven divided by four fifty times one hundred. Thirty-seven okay. percent. Um. Uh, 37% um, were a direct result of drug use disorders. Um, The rest are, you know, drugs are indirectly involved in their death. 167 were direct. And in most cases, according to the report, these involved opioids. Mm. Now, the question is, are those opioids legal, like the ones you're talking about, Vicodin, etc.? Or are they illegal opioids like heroin? Mm-hmm. Well, if we look at the US data for 2016, uh, how many deaths were there, opioid-related deaths in the US in 2016? Do you want to take how a How many deaths from opioids in 20... 20- I, I have no idea. Uh, uh, 20,000. 52,000. Okay. I was wrong. By the way, do you know where that places it in the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States? Well, America is a great country, so I would say in the top three. (laughs) What? (laughs) What's that got to do? They were awesome. In in terms of the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States. Oh, okay. 
Uh, op- opioid deaths were 52,000. Where does that place in the top 10? Number one, number two? Where yeah, do you think? Uh, number two. Let's go with number two. N- not even in the top really? 10. Really? Huh. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, about 70% of those deaths, 37,000 roughly, were from legal opioids. Uh, yeah. Morphine, codeine, oxycodone, fentanyl. Although you can get legal and illegal fentanyl, and the report doesn't really break it down no. because it's hard to tell. But fentanyl, tramadol, methadone. Et For those thirty-seven thousand, it was mostly legal drugs that killed them. Well, seventy percent of the total number of opioid mm-hmm. deaths were oh, from legal gotcha. opioids. Okay, gotcha. According to the, I think it's a CDC report or one of those out of the US CDC data. So, seventy. So, if if we assume, and maybe this is a mistake, but if we assume that it's the same globally, we can say something like seventy percent of the opioid deaths. Most of the drug deaths come from opioids. Most of the opioid deaths are from legal opioids. Right. Jeez. Now, the manufacturers of these legal opioids, are they getting thrown in jail, right? No, but they did buy a new yacht the other day. Yeah. yeah. They're thrown in parties. So this is, as, as you were suggesting before, this is the sort of the part of the drug war that doesn't get talked about enough right now is, um, you know, if we hold drug dealers of, of illegal drugs uh, responsible for the deaths of people, why aren't we holding the manufacturers of legal drugs, including alcohol, which is a major killer, responsible I, for I the know deaths? the answer. I anyway. know the answer to that one. It's called um, lobbyists. Campaign yes. contributions yeah, and lobbyists. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Now, we know from our War on Drugs series here on this very bullshit filter that the U.S. government has been lying about drugs for nigh on 100 years. Right. And that in the past, their war on drugs has mostly been cover for a war on minorities, a war on political activists, mm-hmm. and a way to keep the people scared, which allows the police, the DEA, and the FBI to increase their budgets. Right. And a way to dismantle um, certain protections, civil rights protections. So, you know, uh, I have to, I have to wonder what is going to be different with uh, Trump's war on drugs from the war on drugs that have been going on for a hundred years before Nothing? now. Well, you would have to assume yeah. so. Um, meanwhile. Uh, a lot of countries have signed up to it and gone, fuck yeah, war on drugs, you beauty. But as you said, uh, Jacinda Ahern, uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand, said, no, nah, yeah. we're not buying into it. We think it's yeah. bullshit. They've got their own problems, uh, their own bad track record, which I'll get into in a second. But I wanted to point out that at the same time this week, in the last week, uh, anyway, uh, another report has come mm. out. Uh, this is a report put together by a f- group of former world leaders, presidents and, and heads of state. Report is called Regulation, the Responsible Control of Drugs. Mm. This report says that governments should turn away from a repressive war on drugs, which has failed in over the last 50 right. years. And uh, we need to take a completely different approach. Yeah. This is also what uh, 
Charles Falconer, a.k.a. Baron Falconer of Throton. <laughs> wow. To me, his name is only slightly less cool than Lord Flashheart. Lord Falconer, that's pretty fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, do you know how he became Lord Falconer? No. Uh, you might think that he inherited right. it from a long line of Lord sure. Falconers. Uh, no, his old flatmate, uh, Tony Blair, became Prime Minister and said, Oi, <laughs> you're now a Baron. Nice. So, um, yeah, good, good yes. to have friends. Um, Charles Falconer uh, held various positions under Labour governments in the UK under Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. Lord Chancellor, Secretary of State for Constitutional Affairs, Solicitor General for England and Wales, Secretary of State for Justice, among other things. He's come out in the last week or so saying prohibition of drugs has been a failure, that he regrets his part in it. He said the drug laws are disproportionately enforced against black people. Mm He said that uh, sound bites like tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime was just bullshit, um, bullshit political slogan that sounded both authoritarian and liberal at the same time, uh, coming from the left. It was a way of protecting the left from attacks by a hostile media and by attacks from the right, um, which is something that we we were saying on our Bullshit Filter series recently about Jimmy Carter. The last year of his presidency, he started to, after pretty much saying drugs aren't a problem right. for the first couple of years, then he said, oh, shit, we're getting attacked from the right. We need to go, oh, no, drugs are a problem. Um, so, yeah, uh, interesting that these world former world leaders and uh, Charles Falconer have come out and are saying the same thing, which is obvious when you go back and do the research like we've done war on drugs has always been acknowledged by people in positions of uh, 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 science and medical profession uh, and in politics uh, and law enforcement to have been a complete disaster but they keep at it year after year after year because it's not really about success it's about looking tough it's about building budgets of law enforcement um And uh, it's about avoiding the recognition that capitalist societies uh, create damaged people who want to drink and or use drugs in order to cope with uh, the problems that they have. And rather than addressing the root causes of these problems, uh, we would rather blame the victims, victim shaming. And uh, that continues to this day. Now, in New Zealand, under their previous conservative government Mm -hmm. there, thousands of people were kicked out of their public housing tenements, 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 kicked out of public housing. Anyway, let's just say that. Uh, Because some tests said that they'd been cooking meth in their houses... And uh, they were evicted. A lot of them ended up homeless, apparently, as a result Mm -hmm. of that. The uh, current New Zealand government is paying them millions of dollars in compensation and giving them them an apology for being wrongly evicted because the meth testing was probably uh, incorrect 
was probably picking up meth where there wasn't meth, or they said could have been picking up meth that was cooked by previous tenants. Jeez. But these people got the blame and got evicted. But it's not huge. I think, like, each person's getting a couple of thousand bucks. They were kicked out of their house. Kids, families, doesn't matter. You're out on the street. We don't care. Living on the street. Now they're going to give them a couple of thousand dollars. And it's not even real money. It's New Zealand money. (laughs) Hobbit money. Hobbit dollars. Um, You can't even get a whole... You can't even buy a Hobbit for that. I I try. Uh, To work work as a, you know, in your maid cafe. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I just want. But you got to yeah. love Jacinda Ahern for saying no to the United States uh, on this. Not the only thing she's saying no to them on at the moment, but uh, she's also saying no to them about uh, getting on board uh, with sanctions against Iran. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's she's very cool lady. Check her out on YouTube. Look at her interview with Stephen Colbert this week. She's very smart, very charming, very funny, and cool. Yeah. I, d- I just wanted to add to the uh, the United Nations laughing at laughing at Trump. You know he's trying to get everybody on board with not having any kind of trade or economic dealings with Iran. Um, he, but th- I think it was on Tuesday last week that um, the UN has announced the plan to introduce a barter system with Iran to facilitate trade to facilitate trade while dodging U.S. sanctions. So not only are they laughing at him, but countries are coming together to try to to basically to work without the United States and to try to uh, continue having some kind of negotiation or talks or an agreement with Iran. So the world is like, OK, if you're going to be a fucking clown, we're going to just get on with um, with what we have to do and and. and Hopefully someone else will be voted in a couple of years and then we can get back to actually listening to the United States. But for right now, uh, they're, they're trying to do an end run around him. And I think that's great. If I could just mention Lord Falconer, I found his article so uplifting and he pretty much checked every box that we've been talking about doing our 20 however many episodes on the war on drugs he was saying like you like you said that um, xenophobia was wrapped up in the laws so we could go after hispanics chinese african-americans we've basically gift wrapped this entire trade of drugs to criminals and the more violent the better those are the guys that win this has been enforced disproportionately against black people and we have more people in jail, Britain has more people in jail uh, percentage-wise than anybody else in the Western Hemisphere. So again, this guy just came in and just said, look, we need to do something. Yes, we need to talk about regulations. We need to talk about the state handling this and getting it out of the hands of the criminals. But his, I don't know if anything's going to come of his letter, his confession. He's not in government anymore, but it certainly made me feel better that someone is out there actually sitting down and thinking and taking the long view on drugs and going, you know what? We've been bashing our head against the wall for decades. It's time to try or to at least think about trying something different. And I, that just made me feel better. Isn't it just... Yeah. Isn't it a shame that these politicians always uh, say the right thing when it's yeah. too late and they they're no longer they in power? Though. Yeah. So I don't, again, nothing. Jacinda Ahern. Yeah. Jacinda Ahern, on the other hand, is saying it while she's in power. Good for her. And saying we want to do what works, so we are using a strong evidence <laughs> base. Evidence based to evidence do that. Based. What's, crazy, what's evidence right? based? She's not going to get anywhere I've never heard with that. Of that. Using evidence yeah. to determine policy. <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> That's why you can't let right. women into politics, right? They'll, they'll just do crazy stuff like that. And she like just that. had a baby. I mean, she can't think straight. So, but I like... And yeah. she's not married. Oh. 
She's not a Christian. Oh. She's not married. She's had a baby with she's a guy who's the first husband of living New Zealand. In sin. So he's not husband. The first, first dude. The first, the first dude. Um, <laughs> first dude. First man toy. Um, okay. I know. I don't think she's married to him. I'm, I could be wrong. Let's. Uh, that, that's enough seriousness for a while. Let's talk about. Some, well, this is serious too, obviously. But let's talk about sex. Let's talk about virgins. Let's talk about baby. sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk about you and me. And Let's me. talk about masturbation rooms. Yeah. I did not realize. Yeah, she's not. Right? She's not married. Good. Her, her, her boyfriend, partner, yeah. is uh, Clark Gayford. Right. So she's married to a guy called Gayford. <laughs> He's a television. He has a fishing documentary show, Fish oh, of the nice. Day. He must have a big penis because yeah. there's no way that that job, that career is attracting her. So anyway, anyway. He smells like fish <laughs> no, no. all the time. Oh, him. Yes, absolutely. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't realize Japan was having a huge issue with their population, the decrease, the people not getting married and apparently not having sex. Well, at least with spouses, whatever. I had no idea that they were struggling uh, in this way over the last couple of decades. You thought you were the only one <laughs> Just, who wasn't having sex. Turns well, out someone else. People in Japan right. aren't having sex either. We're with humans. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a story. I've been hearing about this for years. This isn't new, but there were aspects of this story that I found interesting. Right. So according to some studies in Japan, almost half of single young men and women in Japan are virgins. Wow. I don't know how to touch that one. Well, you can't touch it because that's the whole point of being a virgin is they, you can't okay. touch it. You can't, can't touch, touch this. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, the reasons for this are um, interesting. We'll get into it and also the implications. And, of course, the big question I have is, is this going to become a trend um, around the rest of the world? Like Japanese lead the world in many things. Mm. They were the first to have radioactive monsters. Uh, they were the first to have uh, monkey magic. <laughs> Um, lots of things that the, the Japanese <laughs> have introduced to our societies. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, 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 apparently the reasons why these people are virgins, is, there's, there's a variety right. of them, but um, one is that it's just too, they're too tired. They're working too yes. much. Overwork is one of the things that gets put down here. Um Apparently, uh, uh, people work uh, long and hard. Then they go out drinking with their bosses in order to try and get ahead. So they're out. They're either working all night or they're out drinking with their boss all night. There's just no time to to have sex, to meet somebody and have sex. So what do you do if you want to have sex? You're one of the few not virgins, but you don't have a relationship and you really need to get off. What are your options? Well, if you live in Virginia, it's uh, one of the pigs. In uh, yes, we all know that, but I'm talking about Japan right now. Wow, puts a whole new spin on Pigsy from Monkey Magic. Oh, Pigsy, you look good to me today. No, huh? I can't turn it on. 
Uh, well, it's better than getting turned on by uh, Trippy Taka. You ever seen the uh, the no. monkey? I know I've tried to get you to watch it. I've, I got you to watch Doctor Who. Okay. I'll get you to watch All Monkey. Right. Um, the, orig- the original Monkey from the 70s, early 80s. So the, the story, it's, a, it's an old, old Chinese book. It's like a thousand years old, the story. Um, it's about uh, a Buddhist monk who is taking the Buddhist script. He's given, the, given a commission right. by the Buddha to take the scriptures of Buddhism from India to sure. China, to spread Buddhism to yeah. China. And there's a lot of bandits on the road and dragons sure. and monsters and that kind of thing, of course. <laughs> so he is uh, protected by three supernatural beings, uh, the Monkey sure. King um, and uh, two angels from heaven who were cast okay. out for sleeping on the job or being alcoholics, right. one who's transformed into a pig god, right. Pigsy, and the other who was transformed into a, a fish god, a water right. god, um, Sandy, right. as he's called right. in the TV show. And then there's, then there's the dragon who battles them and is defeated and decides to join ah. in, transforms himself into Tripitaka's horse. Tripitaka is the name gotcha. of the monk. Um Unfortunately, for those of us who were coming of age in the late seventies, early eighties, Tripitaka was a is a male right. priest, but was gorgeous, and I wanted to have <laughs> sex with Tripitaka. Which um, not surprised. Uh, very, very good looking priest. Right. Tripitaka was in late, late, yeah. beautiful, very beautiful. In later years, I found out that it was actually played by a woman who was gorgeous, um, which explained everything. I just thought I had a thing for hot male Buddhist priests for many years. And wow, did that get me into into some trouble. (laughs) Turns out it was a girl playing the male role of Tripitaka, who tragically she died of like leukemia a couple of years after filming finished. I think she was like a pop star slash actress in Japan and and she died tragically. Anyway, how to get onto that? So, Japanese people, when they're not having sex with uh, hot young Buddhist <laughs> priests, yeah. So that so they're going to brothels, massive sex industry in Japan apparently. So they're going to brothels with the boss, banging out uh, a few orgasms right. uh, in your brothel. Yeah. Get in, get out, no harm done. <laughs> they also have this thing that I hadn't heard about called maid cafes mm. do you want to explain to people what maid cafes are all about um that's the one part i didn't focus on too much except for that it's a bunch of cute women not wearing too much and they call all the guys that come in master which is enough for me I, i'm 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 set there uh, do they have sex with them or are they just serving them and giving them drinks and and making them feel better about themselves yeah, no, it's 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 very very uh, above board. So, maid cafes are what's known as a, a cosplay restaurant, very big in Japan mm-hmm. apparently. Comes out of uh, of sort of anime uh, and otaku, uh, you know, the otaku fans of anime and manga and video games. I think so apparently maid characters are big in otaku, wow. and so these cafes popped up. They started a few years ago. Where you go into the cafe and the waitresses are dressed up in maid costumes and they act as subservient Ooh, servants, right. 
when you come in, they say, hello, master, welcome home. Oh, they it's, they pretend that you're like you've arrived right. home. Um, and they're there basically just to act out your fantasy of having a subservient, like a geisha wow. girl uh, made. Although they're not dressed up as geisha girls, but that same sort of thing. So they will um, bow down, uh, offer you to wipe you down with a towel. Yeah. They will kneel. Sorry. They will kneel by your table to stir cream and sugar into your coffee. Some cafes, they will even spoon feed you. I'm, I'm there. Um, but there, there are some that offer grooming services where you can get your ears cleaned. Your, you can get leg, arm, or back massages while you remain fully clothed, right. mind right. you. Some, some, some of them will play card games, board games, video games with you, do some arts and crafts, sing karaoke. But there's no touching. There's no hanky-panky. Right. You have to go to the brothel afterwards that's next door. You go to the maid cafe, get, get turned on up. by the idea of having a subservient little girl calling you master. Check. I, and I got to thinking about this, and I was like, okay, the maid thing doesn't really do it for me. But what I do yeah. want is a cafe based on I Dream of Genie, where I actually go into Genie's Genie's right. bottle, yeah, and and she's dressed up as Genie, <sighs> and it's like, oh, oh hello, master. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they all look like fuck. It wasn't Elizabeth Montgomery who was I, I Dream of Genie. It was on at the gym. The other day when we were there, and I was Getting like, turned oh, on. "Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking who played Barbara yes. Eden?" I yeah, I want to yeah, go yeah. into Barbara. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's uh, good. I yeah. tried to. I tried. I told Chrissy I wanted to get her a, a, a genie outfit, and she said I had to dress up as Larry <laughs> Hagman. Um, now I'm getting turned on. Out. I was like, okay, I was just like. A really boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I my version of that would be the inside of a TARDIS with all the different companions over the years dressed up. That would, uh, yeah, that'd get my engine going. Mm. Yeah, well, did I share yeah. too much? Yeah. Um, no, no. So yeah, so that's what's going on in Japan now. Uh, so yeah, so people are working long hours. In fact, they actually have a word in Japanese that means death from overwork. It's karoshi. Ooh, damn. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm going to karoshi. Uh, <laughs> but and yeah. you, we get it. We have to coin a new term for you. It's death from underwork. Um, uh, let's see here. Instead of Kiroshi, it could be um, Kiroshi. I don't know. But Butoshi. 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 Sit on my butt. Yeah. No, but I, I was re- I was fascinated by this article because why go through it? And let's be honest, um, the whole trying to find a mate and dating and all that stuff can be frustrating at times, and it costs money and it takes time. You can just bust your ass at work. Try to make some decent money, and even that is not guaranteed anymore in the in the current culture of Japan. But the point is, you can go to these places, and you don't have to go through all the um, 
the crap that you do trying to meet someone, there's someone that you pay that's going to be really nice to you. And then, like you said, you go next door and you're going to pay, and then they're going to they're going to sleep with you. And so, because this happens, seems to be happening so much between that and between porn. And like you said, these people are are literally leaving work at midnight or whatever, and then they're having to go and suck up to their boss for a while because uh, he doesn't want to go home to his wife. They just don't have time and they're too exhausted. But I guess Mike, after I read this article. What is different about the Japanese culture? Aren't the people in New York and London and Paris and Sydney and, and, and Berlin or wherever, aren't these people, these young people in their 20s and 30s, working really hard, busting their ass, trying to get ahead? Why is it so much, and I'm not saying that it's not, but why is it so much worse in Japan than it is in other major cities uh, throughout the world? Mm. That's a good question. I, I think there's a cultural thing going on over there. According to these stories, anyway, um, men are feeling uh, emasculated, yeah. I think. You kind of think about uh, Japanese culture and the role of the man in, in generations gone by. I mean, the role of men has changed a lot. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about some stories uh, where uh, over the last six months about men that aren't dealing too right. well uh, in the Western world with the, the changing status of the white male. But in Japan, uh, apparently, they're, they're taking it pretty badly. And uh, the younger men just either feel too emasculated mm-hmm. to uh, date or, or, or pick up a modern woman because uh, women's roles are changing as well, and some women are becoming a lot more um, self-sufficient and a lot more uh, economically self-sufficient and also uh, standing up for themselves, a lot more educated. Yeah. Men are finding this uh, um, difficult to deal with, a little bit off-putting, a little bit uh, demeaning to their masculinity right. maybe. Uh, but uh, but also they, they're seriously working long hours, like 100 hours of overtime. Damn. Uh, is becoming quite common over there, apparently. More than half of the young people in Japan are temporary workers. They don't even have a full-time job. They can get laid off at right. any moment. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of churn and burn in the temp work. So they feel like they can't afford to get mm. married and have kids and get a house and all that kind of stuff. So why go down that path in the first yeah. place? Just get your jollies uh, with a maid and a hooker. Now my question is: Is this a bad thing? Um, the 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 uh, birth rates in Japan have dropped significantly. I think it's their lowest since like 1971 or 72 in the last year number of wow. births in Japan. But is it a bad thing? And would it be a bad thing if this was to happen in other countries like ours? Like the world is overpopulated, Ray. According to right. most people, we, we, we're going to struggle if the population continues to increase at the rate it has been in the last 20, 30 years. We're going to end up with 12 billion people on the planet. We have to feed them. We have to yeah. house them. At the same time, we've got climate change, which is going to make it harder to grow crops and harder to... Uh, well, and seas going to yeah, rise. And land. Lose right. coastline. People are going to be fucked, is displaced. I think uh, maybe... We need to encourage this kind of behavior. We need to encourage brothels, virgins, maid cafes, robot oh, sex, robots. sex partners, virtual virtual sex right. partners um, uh, like Krieger has on <laughs> Archer. Uh, just uh, 
an animated <laughs> wife um, who does it for you, or or uh, fucking what's his face in uh, the Blade Runner uh, sequel? Oh, I didn't see that. Um, uh, Ryan, not yeah. Ryan S- S- Reynolds, Ryan Seacrest, Ryan, Ryan, Ka- Ka- Ryan whatever yeah, whatever the his guy name was. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Well, he had a. a a virtual girlfriend, he'd get home and uh, she'd be like a 3D projection um, in his uh, house and uh, he would have a, he had a relationship with her. Now, he was a robot uh, himself, so sure, I mean, he was, a, he was a synthetic. Maybe it's easier for a synthetic to have a relationship with a virtual girlfriend. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe we could all, maybe that would be better right. for all of us. <laughs> well... Uh, have you ever have you ever wished you could program? Heather? Oh God! And uh, or we're talking like forty five minutes ago. I wish. Anyway, um, if I could try to answer your question, I mean, before I mean, I think you're right. It's we certainly need fewer people on the planet. Uh, we we don't need Thanos, but we certainly need fewer people on the planet. But um, <laughs> b- before we do that, we have to restructure a lot of things because you need you need a vi- vibrant um, working class to pay um you know whether it's healthcare or that kind of stuff but you need these people working producing things to take care of the people that have already retired and so i think at least in america one of the fears is that they have fewer people working to bringing money putting money in social security and things like that so you would have to revamp the retirement uh system and maybe to a certain degree the healthcare. at least it's it's better in other countries than it is in the united states but yeah i mean it would certainly not be the worst thing in the world to have countries various countries populations go down but but obviously for japan at this point it is a problem for them it's not a solution to anything because of the declining tax, tax base, base right is what yeah. you're saying an aging population and a yeah, declining tax that, base. exactly yeah. yeah but yeah well listen uh, we're nearly out of time but we've got to do the brett kavanaugh thing at least at a high level okay i'll let you take the lead on that one Just for a change. Yeah. Um, thanks. Uh, now, I hadn't paid much attention uh, to this story until last week. Um, for I'm sure most of you, um, particularly if you're in the US, you've heard about this, in, if not um, high level. Um, the, the GOP, the Republicans in the US, are trying to get this judge called Brett Kavanaugh appointed as a, I think, an associate justice mm-hmm. in the Supreme Court, which is a big deal. Um, and uh, the the Democrats is trying to stop him from being confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the way they're trying to do that uh, is, well, if they are, if it's... Hmm. They, they would like to see him not confirmed. And um, according to some of the Republicans, like a Lindsey Graham, the Democrats right. are trying to delay the confirmation of Kavanaugh until after the midterms, right. because there's a good chance after the midterms, the, Demo- or the, the Republicans will lose control of uh, both houses, um, which is going to make it harder for them to get him confirmed, right. if not impossible. So one of the things that happened is a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, a lady uh, called Dr. Ford came forward and uh, with allegations that 36 years ago, I think when she was 15 and Kavanaugh was 17, 
he tried to rape mm-hmm. her at a party. Her allegation is that uh, they were at a party. She uh, at somebody's house. She came out of the bathroom. Uh, she was pushed through a doorway into a bedroom where he jumped on her, Kavanaugh, right. this is. She was 15, he was 17. He started to try and tear her clothes off, put his hand over her mouth. She was screaming. He was trying to shut her up. And um, she was struggling. He was holding her down. And um, his friend, Mark, he was drunk, according to her uh, allegations. Kavanaugh's friend, Mark Judge, was also in the room at the mm. time, who's a, an author today. All right. Uh, he jumped on top of them uh, in order to join in, uh, according to her allegation, but they sort of all tumbled down off the bed and she managed to escape and run out of the house. Mm. Now, um, the problem is she has no witnesses to this. Um, She, while she is... uh, Mentioned it to her husband and her uh, psychologist uh, or psychiatrist in the past. Um, with the psychiatrist, she didn't mention Kavanaugh's name, although she did say that the person responsible was high up in Washington power circles mm. or something like that. Um, now, Trump and the GOP are accusing her of making this up, essentially. Right that it's uh, a fake story, basically that she's been put up to it by the Democrats to try and stop Kavanaugh being confirmed. Uh, the Democrats are saying, no, she's uh, telling the truth. This guy's a sexual molester, at least was, 36 years mm-hmm. ago in this one incident. And um, you don't want a guy like that being a Supreme Court right. justice. Um, now, hmm. There's uh, a whole bunch of ways to break this down. There's been plenty of analysis done on who is the most credible. Excuse me. Um, who they, These two people, uh, Dr. Ford and Kavanaugh, gave their uh, uh, testimony in front of a Senate hearing uh, late last right. week. A lot of debate on who was most credible. She was very emotional he was very emotional, very argumentative, and, and said he was being insulted and it was a travesty and all of this kind of stuff. If you watch their individual testimonies, it's quite quite fascinating. Like, he acts uh, in, a, in a very strange way for somebody who's a yeah. judge. Uh, very, very aggressive and argumentative and whiny, and uh, I, I can't imagine him letting anyone... Uh, like a, a witness or a, or a, um, somebody being prosecuted in his courtroom act right. that way, but this wasn't a courtroom. Right. Um, but the thing that I think is worth understanding, is, uh, to put all of this in context, is it seems to be, according to a number of people, that what this is really about is uh, an upcoming case that's going to be heard in this month of October in the Supreme Court called Gamble versus the United States. Mm. Have you read up on Gamble versus the United States, right? I just read that, yeah, it's pending before the Supreme Court, and it's a case about the uh, separate sovereignty exception 
to the double jeopardy clause of the Fifth Amendment of the United States of the Constitution. And I, to be honest with you, I was surprised when I read this because I thought it was quite clear you can't be charged twice for the same crime. But there seems to be an exception to that, that um, if the state and federal governments are separate entities or separate sovereigns, then they both can charge you with the crime. And, that, and that's what happened to a, a, a man, Terrence Martez Gamble. And so he, he is a lawyer. He, he was found when he had a gun on him, and he was currently, uh, I guess, a felon. So the state and federal government went after him, and he was charged and found guilty by both and had to do time from, from, both, from both prosecutions. And, I, and, of course, I'm not a lawyer. I've never really looked at this in detail, but I just thought that you couldn't do that. But there are exceptions to that, and now this is probably going to have to go before the Supreme Court. And if... Um, uh, Kavanaugh is selected for the Supreme Court, he'll get to make a ruling on it as well. And why does anyone care about that? Um, because I guess it has to do with, and this is again, this is me watching the news for five minutes because this whole thing disgusted me. I guess this has to do with Robert Mueller's uh, investigation um, that supposedly. If it, I, and again, I'm not even going to pretend to understand, but if there is, if it goes a certain way, the Supreme Court, a pardon on federal charges by President Trump may prevent state prosecution. So maybe he can help these various people who have been accused or brought down or charged by Robert Mueller. That was as much as I got out of it because the whole thing disgusted me. And so I, I didn't really watch much of it. It was truly just. Yeah. Well, no, okay. that's it. You 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 actually did some work. I'm super impressed on this one. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, just to drill yeah. down a little bit for people that aren't familiar with uh, double jeopardy. So it, it it's the case in most uh, Western countries that you can't be tried twice for the same oh, crime. Goodness. If you get tried for, let's say, a murder. And you get convicted, you can't be tried a second time for that crime. If you get acquitted, Boom. or even if there's a mistrial, yeah. you can't get tried again. It's one yeah. and done. The, the prosecution gets one that's crack fair. at it. If, 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 that's it. You can't, you can't be tried again. But in the U.S., because you have this weird thing between the federal government and your state governments, they have this idea of dual sovereignty, which I'd never heard yeah. of before. But you can, in fact, if you get prosecuted for something at the federal level and say there's a mistrial or you get acquitted, you can be tried by the state for the exact same crime or vice versa. Um, Now, apparently Kavanaugh has stated that he is against this and if given an opportunity would rule against dual sovereignty. Um, And this case is about to happen. It's on the docket for the Supreme Court this month. Republicans are desperate to get him on that so they'll have enough conservative judges to um, basically overturn dual sovereignty. So as you say, uh, Trump can then pardon people at a federal level and they uh, can't be charged for crimes at a state level. And we know that Mueller's been sending guys like Michael Cohen and, and Manafort uh, down to uh, the, the New York District Attorney to have a go at them, and there will also be uh, uh, Trump's uh, CFO yeah. uh, and possibly Trump himself and his children and his um, son-in-law and 
anyone else that gets caught up right. in either Russia collusion or, as I suspect, it's more about um, you know fraud and money laundering and ties to the Russian yeah. mafia that have nothing to do with the election per se, just deep connections in the Trump organization to and, and, and friends of the Trump organization mm-hmm. to the Russian mafia. Um, so that is what's going on at the moment. Now, um, you know, uh, from watching the testimonies and hearing the stories, I think Kavanaugh comes across like a piece yeah, of shit. A junk. Uh, unfortunately, Dr. Ford's recollections aren't great. She can't remember the house, where it was, whose house it was. Nobody seems to, no one else seems to remember this party. But as she has said, well, you know, it was really not a big party. Yeah, it wasn't a big together. deal. It was like a relatively small group. It was like a pre-party right. party, as she's suggesting. Um, and she's suggesting that, uh, look, if, if you hadn't have almost been raped, you probably wouldn't remember this party. But I remembered it, and it was uh, tr- very traumatic. And um, And this guy's not even saying... His defense isn't like, listen, yeah, I was 17, I was drunk, I was a douchebag, yeah. but since then I've lived an unblemished life and um, I've, I've done nothing but good since then. He's flat out denying Everything. the whole thing ever yeah. happened. But the, 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 the problem that I have with this, and I had several fucking fights with Chrissy over the weekend about this, is on one hand, I... Uh, totally acknowledge that women's accusations of rape or sexual molestation uh, have not been taken seriously for right. ever. And you know, the importance of the Me Too movement is that they are starting to be taken more seriously. And, and Cosby's, uh, mm-hmm. there's the other story we didn't yeah. talk about, but Bill Cosby's been sentenced to three to ten years jail. He's going to die in jail probably unless some fucking magic appeal happens, but I can't see that happening at right. this stage. Um, uh, so I, I want to believe these uh, women and take their claims extremely, extremely seriously. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you put yourself out yeah. there like this. Uh, and she initially, when she first came forwards with these allegations, she did so under a promise of strict confidentiality to Diane Feinstein and, and journalists. Mm-hmm. She didn't want her name to be made public. She just wanted to put it out there that this guy uh, wasn't uh, probably uh, appropriate to be a Supreme Court justice. Um, Unfortunately, it appears that uh, uh, when Dianne Feinstein uh, and and some journalists talked about this claim and the story of the claim, journalists started sniffing around, and when it looked like they were going to uncover her somehow... She decided to go public, and of course, her reputation and has been yeah. smeared, etc. As his, right. his. Now, I and, and she sat for a polygraph that was administered uh, by the FBI, and and it came out saying that she is believes she is telling mm. the truth. But here's the thing: believing her believing that she's telling the truth is no proof that she is telling right. the truth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. She may, I, I believe she absolutely believes it was Brett mm-hmm. Kavanaugh. That isn't really sufficient proof. In a court of law, I don't think that would be enough to convict somebody. You have the innocent right. to a proven guilty uh, 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 standard, yeah, tradition, premise, yeah. standard. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, proven. And one person's say-so, the victim say-so, usually is not going to be enough um, in, a, in a court. Now, um, and we also have to, to factor in that uh, we, we really don't want a society where people are uh, automatically determined to be guilty based on an accusation. Um, It's a very difficult situation. I mean, watching the testimonies, I believe her and I think he's a piece of shit. But that said, being a piece of shit isn't necessarily, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that he's wrong or lying. Um, Although I think he probably is, but still, or he he was so fucking drunk he doesn't even remember Mm -hmm. it. Um, but uh, it's a difficult one. It's very difficult. Um, what should happen next? Look, I, I think uh, if an allegation like this happened 36 years ago, as far as I know, there are no other allegations have come forward. Other people have come forward, other women and said, yeah, I, I was at school with him then and he tended to get drunk. Mm-hmm. He tended to be an aggressive, sloppy drunk, uh, these sorts of things. Um but no other allegations of rape or sexual abuse or anything like that have come forward. Right. But if you know, what Chrissy said to me over the weekend is like, "This is this is a guy's going to be a Supreme Court justice, like one of the yeah, highest officers for the rest in the of land." His life. You you don't even want you don't even want the 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 smell of something like this on a person who's going to hold that position. Right. But if we accept that. An allegation is enough to prevent somebody from being uh, a Supreme Court justice. What does that mean? You'll, you'll never have another Supreme yeah. Court justice. Every time there's a Supreme Court justice that one side of politics doesn't want, then they'll just uh, they'll, they'll 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 have an allegation. Yeah, that's all it takes. Now, I don't I don't I don't think Doctor Ford is making it up. So I don't think it's as easy as oh we'll just hire right. somebody and pay them money to go and say he raped me. I don't think it's easy to find. And she's an incredibly uh, a credible mm-hmm. person. Uh, I think professor of psychology at Stanford or somewhere like that, yeah. I think. Um, published, peer-reviewed, very, very credible uh, psychology professor or researcher or something to that effect, or both. Um, so she's not, you know, fucking a, a nobody they found sleeping <laughs> under the bridge. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a very interesting uh, situation, and um, I really don't have a position on it apart from I said like my gut feeling watching it is she's probably credible, he's probably a piece yeah. of shit, but there's problems with her story, problems with his yeah. story as well, the way that he just played like this game of fucking uh, who can abuse who the hardest with the uh, uh, senators yeah. in the hearing was pretty appalling yeah. for somebody as a judge. Uh, if he'd been cool and calm and was like, listen, quite honestly, I can if, if I put myself in his shoes, I'd be like, I, I, I think, I'd be like, listen, honestly, um, I'm shocked and disturbed by this. Um, I, I, I can tell you that this, A, is, doesn't sound like me. B, uh, I've got an unblemished track record apart from this accusation, which I have absolutely no recollection of. You, you right. um, Your Honor, Your Grace, what do you call a senator? Sir? Right. Um, yeah, you're your white shirts. I don't know. Fucking yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're white <laughs> Um I Look, yeah. I, uh, um, honest, to, honest to God, uh, put me on a lie detector. 
I have no idea what she's talking about, and and I feel terrible that she thinks this was me and I feel terrible that it happened to her she's obviously a very fine upstanding woman and something horrible yeah. happened to her and, I, and and the fact that she thinks it's me and she's thought that for decades is absolutely shocking yeah. to me and 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 I, I will throw everything I have at helping her find out who it really was and, and getting to the bottom of it and, and getting justice because this is this is not acceptable um, but all I can tell you is it yeah. absolutely wasn't me. But that's not um, what he said. So, but that's not <laughs> that's not how he conducted himself. He was picking himself, fights with the so. senators. Oh my god, it was bad. He handled it very bad. He was yelling. Yeah. He was Crying. screaming. He was whining. Yeah. He was calling upon the Lord and saying how his daughters were praying for her, and he was pulling out yeah. every fucking sli- slimy trick in the book. Wasn't no. a good look. So yeah. anyway, that's that story. It it is yeah. appalling. It um, I mean it. But you know, if you let him get away with this, what's next? Next, you'll have a president who goes around saying he grabs women. <laughs> Can't have that. Oh, too wait, late. Too, yeah, too late. He came too soon. He was premature. Oh, oh, I think we both can agree that one, this will not be handled well, and two, this will not end well because we're talking about politics. We're not talking about right or wrong. That left the uh, barn a long time ago. And that we didn't even get into what a devil's triangle is, but <laughs> that's another story. We'll act it out time. in the masturbation room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the bullshit filler of this week. <laughs> <laughs>